0: Welcome back to another episode of Facts of Life. I'm your host, Sakia. These are the facts of my life, and as you guys know, um, I've been doing a an interview series, and this is going to be our Show Love interview series, um, where where we're going to be highlighting people in our community that are doing great things, whether it's creatives, entrepreneurs, just people that's out here trying to do their own thing and just trying to make it work and figure it out, whatever it is, whatever your ministry is, you know, I just want to learn more about it. I want my listeners to learn more about it. Uh, so today we have Jade, aka Travel Bay. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Um, And Jade is a freelance writer. She has published articles. Um, I saw that you have one on Travel Noir, which is a super popular. um, Is it a blog? Can you say it's a blog?
1: The I would say it's definitely a blog, a newsletter, a lifestyle, I think, um, especially for tra- Black travelers or people who want to become um, in the travel world or Im- immerse themselves in new environments. I definitely think that's a great place to start.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, good. All right. Jade is also a sports enthusiast and travel con content creator and she also plans trips for other people and I see that you also kind of did some blogs on Airbnbs as well.
1: Yes, yeah, so I think that we are starting to transition out of this hotel lifestyle where it's just like, you know, wanting to be in a hotel. I think that used to be something back in the day and like resort and feeling like we want to be surrounded around people and now I feel like our age group wants privacy.
0: We want
1: us, our friends in the same place, not a different room, not running up floors to talk to our friends, help us do our hair or whatever the case may be. We want to be in the same place with the pool. (laughs) And we want to cook all together or order out all together. And we want to have the same memories at the same time. Not, oh my God, did you hear on floor five, such and such is happening. We don't want that anymore. So I have become this like Airbnb connoisseur of some sort of just creating um, and finding places that I know people would want to entertain at, whether on vacation or in their actual city. I've done that so many times. Not really New York because Airbnbs in New York don't really exist. But a lot of times in Atlanta or in LA, I rent out an Airbnb and have my friends join me. And um, it's just a great place to have like a gathering.
0: Right, yeah. I, yeah, I I prefer Airbnbs. Like as I yeah. get older, too. It's funny because my mom, she was, um, she wanted to go to Essence Festival. She's like, yeah, look at the hotels. I'm like, yeah, now we a hotels.
1: No. <laughs> 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 right, and there's some places like New Orleans, for for example, um, their hotels are based upon the city. So like very old, and like which is great for New Orleans. It's history. It's that's their aesthetic, but Someone who was born in the 90s or any time after that is kind of like, I don't want to stay in a hotel with a couch that has floor print on it. Like, we want luxury and modern, but we don't want to pay the price. And I think that's hard to find certain places that you visit, like Virginia from Virginia Beach or New Orleans. That's really hard to find, like, that luxury unless you stay at someone's house. Right.
0: Yeah. All the way. Right. So did I... You have anything else you want to add to your introduction? Did I miss
1: anything? Uh, um I feel like you <laughs> captured it all. I'm pretty much travel bay. I'm pretty much all into traveling. Um, I think a lot of people also know me on Twitter for being like that woman who's into sports, which is great because that's also something that is very minor, but it's such a big part of me. Um, my stepfather, like, uh, which is like this long, deep, sad story, but my stepfather grew to like me and him grew together and bonded over sports over somebody that I didn't know. And I'm just like, Oh, my mom's a boy, my mom's boyfriend. You know, that's how we grew. And growing up, it was hard hearing like, Oh, girls don't know sports. And like always having to prove myself like that. I know things. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, but it's a huge part that now I get on Twitter and I see other girls who know sports and like, we can actually have conversations about it. And I'm like, Oh, this is dope. So I think it's a part of me. I don't think it's a huge part of me. It's something that I don't know if I ever want to get into, but it's just a part of like my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I'm known for that. Um, I'm also trying to get into lifestyle content. It's hard because I didn't think about doing it until this happened. Like, I can't travel, so what type of content am I going to be putting out? And right. then people are like, I love your hair, I love your makeup, and how do you pack, and how do you this? And I'm like, wow, I guess I've been doing lifestyle this whole time, and I just didn't know. Right. So now I'm trying to get into that, because what happens if this happens again, and then I just have no content to put out about traveling, because I feel irresponsible, talking about getting on a plane and um, booking this and flight deals. Oh, there's a flight for $200. And people are like, oh my God, is it? And I'm like, wait, but wait, you can't go. You can't go. You 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 have to wait. You have to (laughs) wait. And it's crazy because, I mean, technically there are flight deals right now. Technically you can get on a plane. But I feel irresponsible telling people to do that during a pandemic. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't
0: going to lie to you before this all happened. (laughs) Couple flights myself, and I'm just like, this is tragic. But yeah, what are we to do? Right, but maybe it's for the better. I don't know. We'll see once the year is up, and I can go back
1: on. We need to to start the whole next year. This year has to go (laughs) (laughs) because this this came from nowhere. I feel like, and then it just was like, here. And we're mm-hmm. just like, wow, our whole life has changed, and I don't know if it's ever going to be the same lifestyle that we had.
0: Right? Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> and I yeah. think, um, just to camel back off of what you were saying, like with the lifestyle thing, I think you're doing a great job. Um, oh, thank you. With the, uh, lifestyle content, because um, especially you know with the skincare, I probably DM'd you a couple times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about no, Cause that's something that, you know, I'm trying to get into as well. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like I'm I'm like uh I'm like a newborn in the lifestyle uh mm-hmm. content or content. yeah. Yeah, I understand, you know, it's definitely something new and it's like how do I portray this to people? Um, you know, in a way that they understand and they they get it. So right. I think you're doing a great job. You're doing mm-hmm. a great job. Uh, So let's get started with an icebreaker. Mm -hmm. All right. So the icebreaker is going to be Beyonce asks you to plan a vacation for her and Jay-Z. Okay. And you have to give her three destinations Mm -hmm. and why you chose those destinations. And I'm sorry, this is probably like a loaded question. It's
1: like an honest one. No, it's not. It's It's a good one. It's a good one. Okay, okay. so Beyonce and Jay-Z, three vacation spots and why. Um, I'm going to say St. Lucia first. Um, I think that St. Lucia has the perfect balance of seeing locals and getting Caribbean culture while being secluded. It's not very busy. It's a very small island. And um, there's a lot of luxury resorts like G Mountain um, and Chocolate is another one. Um, still feeling very down to earth which I feel like beyonce kind of is like she still pretty much like wants to be you know in the middle of things and actually see people so that'd probably be my number one choice my number, my number two choice would hmm I think it would probably be actually I know this one so my number two choice would probably be Ghana um I just actually just came back. Mm-hmm. And it probably was like my favorite trip ever, 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 ever. And I feel like it had such a balance. Like, I was going to Ghana thinking, like, oh, I'm going to have fun, whatever. And like, now I want to go every year. I feel like there's beach, there's great food, there's great people. Like, the people were amazing. um Of course, there's culture. um There was a couple of times I cried, just like, wow, I've never been to Africa before. And like, I felt so welcomed. And I was kind of going into it not knowing how I would feel about it. Like if I would feel sad all the time or if I would feel happy all the time, it was just like a perfect balance between like feeling sad sometimes of like, wow, this could have been my home. Like who knows? And also feeling like, wow, well, like, you know, we did the best we can, but with what we have, and at least we're able to come back and support this country and this government in some type of way. Right. So I think they would like that. Um and my last one, third, so many vacation spots. Um oh I think my last one would probably be something that most people wouldn't think of, but would probably be for me, um, is Iceland. I okay. feel like Let me I know I know, <laughs> I know. So I feel like when people think of vacation, they think of warm and like beach. And I feel like what is like the most romantic thing by being cold than with your partner and cuddling and um, being somewhere with a fireplace or a jacuzzi? And I feel like that will just bring togetherness I feel like sometimes when you on the island you guys are doing your own thing you're in the pool you're at the bar but that's so normal something mm-hmm. to bring you guys closer and I feel like cold weather does that
0: Yes, yeah, cool. I like that <laughs> yeah. I am thinking um like I went to Denver in uh September uh-huh. of last year and like the site in the mountains I'm just like you know, a cabin will be, like, so... Yes. Cool ...out here, so... Like, I peaceful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I, I could feel that. And I wanted to go back to um the Ghana trip. You went for Afrochella, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. And, yes. you know, like you said, you, you enjoyed the trip. I'm sure
1: that was... Oh, my God. It was probably, like... It was the best trip I've ever been on, and I was looking forward to it, like repeating this year. And I, I mean, we haven't heard any news, but I just think like I don't know how that would be able to like actually happen. But I'm pulling for them. I hope it happens, but we have no idea at this point because December is like around the corner,
0: right? It's around like Christmas time, right? The yeah,
1: it's from it's from Christmas Eve all the way until two days after New Year's.
0: Oh that's a pretty good amount of time
1: yeah it was a long i was there for almost two weeks
0: okay all right yeah'
1: it was a long time yeah yeah
0: um and i was i was gonna i was going back to that because i recently just um got done listening to this podcast called uh dissect. And pretty much the guy that does the podcast, he breaks down, um, you know, albums. And he broke down uh, Lemonade, Beyonce's Lemonade, recently, last month, I think it was. And um, just him breaking it down and, like, just hearing about, like, so much history um, that was involved with her doing this album. Especially, like, she pulled from, you know, uh, New Orleans culture, African culture, you know, slavery, all the different elements of our culture and our history. Um so yeah, I think that would be uh Ghana would would be great for Beyonce. I think she would but, really, really love that. Yeah. All right. So let's get into some questions. Okay. All right. First question, what has been your most rewarding travel moment since you've been traveling? Um and I'm sure you've traveled before you became an adult, right? Yes. Okay, so yes. just think about your whole life traveling and what has been your most rewarding travel moment?
1: Um, I think my most rewarding travel moment was being able to take my mother on a trip. Um, like As an adult, my first trip ever being able to be like, I have it all, it's your birthday, I'm taking you away. I took her to Puerto Rico's like, our favorite place ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love Puerto Rico. I am up. I'm literally, I can't, I don't have enough words <laughs> to describe it. Like, I feel like it's the perfect place for one to get away when you live on the East Coast or the Midwest or the South. I feel mm-hmm. like it's the perfect place. I mean, DR is also a perfect place for that. they pretty much right there next to each other. But Mm -hmm. Puerto Rico is that place where everyone can go. You don't need a passport. It's no hassle. It's no immigration, which takes up like two hours of your time. It's just in and out. Mm -hmm. And it's perfect. So I think that was probably my most rewarding trip, being able to take someone away who has done that for me my whole life. Um, To be able to do that for her was just like perfect for me.
0: Did you plan anything like ahead of time for your mom or is just like you guys went with
1: the flow? Um, we kind of went with the flow, which drove her crazy because she's such like a planner. Um, mm-hmm. But I did book like a massage on the beach for her because I know she was talking about that, which I got done for her, which was great. Um, it was Her birthday's in March. So it was like perfect weather. So we sat mm-hmm. on the beach, massaged on the beach. We had dinner after. It was great. I think it was just something um, about being able to give back to the person who gave you life right it's just like i won't i can go on a, a million more vacations and i don't think anything will top that feeling of being like oh, i did that
0: right that's yeah. I love that i love that yeah. one day i'm gonna do that for I, I would love to do that for all of my family and all of my right. Well, media family, I should say.
1: Yes. yes. Yeah,
0: because that's a lot of people. But yeah, like that, that's awesome. I'm glad you had the uh, chance to do that. One cool. off, this is a one-off question. hmm This this is off top well, I guess it's kind of like um Trips or relates. So you are from New York and you moved yes. to Vienna, right? Okay, so I'm from yes. Connecticut and I moved to Houston. Okay. So, how has your transition been from from tri-state to South? <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe in me,
1: that, like. Mm-mm. So. Let's say this. Okay, so I love Atlanta. Um, it's definitely like a second home to me. I love it. Um, it's very different. Um when I before I got here, people were like, Oh, it's like New York, just like a little country. I'm like, Oh, okay, I can do that. I got here and I was like, No, it's not. <laughs> they led to me. Like, it's not like New York, you can't come. I don't think you can go anywhere below Philadelphia and say or Pennsylvania, and say, like, anything is like that. It's right. not going to be like that at all. Mm-hmm. It's different. People's morals are different. People's, um... That's a good one. Like, yeah, it, the way people are are built, their culture, everything's different, and you have to adapt. You can't be like... You know when I first came down, he was like, "Well, in New York, well, in New York, well, in New York," and I know people are like, "All right, we'll go back." And right. so you have to like start adjusting. Um, mm-hmm. I personally feel like I will settle down in the East Coast again. Um, but I think we'll I'm not. Back. Um, I-, I think so, but I think like y- like years and years and years. I think okay. I, I might go further south and then I might go to the west and then I might end up back somewhere in the east coast. Like I feel like I'm not done traveling, living <laughs> in the United States yet. Like I'm not really done. I don't know. I feel like I'm searching for something to make me feel like New York makes me feel. And I just don't know if I'm ever going to get that, but I'm still trying to like figure what that could be.
0: Right. I got you. Yeah. I got you. How long have you um, been
1: there? Um, it's going to be two years in a month. Oh wow! I so mean, yeah, maybe I'm not giving it enough time. Two years is not that much. It's not that long. You know,
0: person. I've been yeah, I've been in Houston. It'll be four years in August, and. um I'm just oh like, my God. yeah, when I first got here, you know, I felt the same way. I'm just like, yeah. you know, we don't be doing this type of shit. And, yes. you know, the personalities, I was clashing with people, like,
1: yeah,
0: OD, it was just mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now that it's been some time now, I'm kind of like finding my way around the city and, you know, um, I'm meeting more people. and. Right discovering new things so it's like now I I love I love Houston like even if I leave I don't know where I would go but even if I I definitely like raise a family here for sure Sure. Right. Yeah. And
1: that's the thing about Atlanta. Like I can see myself buying a home here and maybe like settling down here. But it's like I'm I'm not at that point in my life. Like I, I don't think I'm having kids anytime soon, or like I don't think I'm getting married anytime soon. Like I don't see that happening. So right. it's kind of like, why is you here? Like <laughs> why do you no, I feel that I, feel why is that. You here? I get... because that's everyone's like goal here almost. At least I feel like everyone that like, came here from New York or from um the east coast, everyone's like, Oh, we're gonna move to Atlanta and we're gonna buy houses and like all of my friends mostly have done that or built a life here. Um have families here now and kids and et cetera. And I'm like mm, I'm not I'm not there yet. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe that. this is not it for me. I feel
0: that. It'll, it'll come to you. I'm sure it will. Yeah. It will. All right. So most people, you know, they want to know how they can travel on a budget. Um, so do you have tips and suggestions on from the start to the finish of traveling? So booking a flight, staying, um, your stay, restaurants, transportation.
1: Yes. So, well, we'll start with booking your flight. So there's this myth that if you book a flight on Tuesday or Wednesday at 3 a.m. or for <laughs> some short, that you will get this crazy deal. And the myth is sort of true. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing. You have to clear your browsers. So you know when you've been looking at a flight for a month, they know that you've been looking at this flight for a month. And they know that you've seen it at 410. So why would they give it to you for 360? They don't. Mm-hmm. They know that. You need to clear all your history browsers on your phone, on your laptop, on your computer, work computer, everything. Clear it all. Yeah. then on Tuesday, I set an alarm for about 2 a.m., 1 a.m., and I checked usually it's about $50 lower. So that myth is sort of true. But my big thing is I use apps. So I use Hopper, I use Skyscanner. And um, with Hopper, I kind of put anywhere underneath this, amu- underneath this amount of money. Um, so if I say I want to buy a flight for under $500, I'll put $480. And I'll just put, I don't know, take me anywhere, tell me everything. And it will start pinging me all throughout the day, like, hey, there's a flight. This just dropped. This just dropped. Um, it's going to drop $40 more tomorrow, though, so just wait. Or it's going to go up tomorrow by $80, so buy it now. Mm-hmm. Skyscanner doesn't really work like that. You pretty much have to like put where you want to go. But it gives you the same options, which is to like track your flights. Hey, it went down. This price is going up. This price on this day. Google Flights is also something that I use. Um, you can set alerts. So when I it's about Google to go away, I love Google Flights. Um, so if you can set alerts, you can also put Google Flights as to anywhere. A lot of people don't know that. But if you go to type and you don't know where you want to go, you just want some options, you can start typing in any and then anywhere will pop up. Okay. And they even let you put an amount. So I think it ranges up to 1,200 and you can scale it down or scale it up depending on where you want to go. So that's my first trick. My first trick is there isn't really a trick to getting a cheap flight besides really planning and not over planning. I have people come to me and it's like, uh, so we're in May right now. They'll be like, oh, my birthday's next year, May. I'm like, okay. And they're like, you know, I want to go to DR. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, well, I can help you, blah, blah, blah. And I'll start setting up the process for them. And they're like, can you help me find a flight? And I'll be like, I think in four months or five months, you should come back to me and then we can go look at flights. But if I look at a flight right now, a year in advance, it's going to be $800 or $700. And it might be 200 the week before you fly. You never know. And that's just way too far in advance. So don't over plan, but don't underplan. That's right. another thing people come to me a lot like, Next week I want to go to Miami. I'm like, next week, you're not gonna <laughs> find a cheap flight. Like, you right. know, if you don't have a problem with a budget, right. And you are you you know what it can cost, and you're like, hey, can you just help me book this because it's last minute? That's totally different. But I can't help you find a deal when you're, you're leaving in. in four business days. Yeah, no, right. it's not happening.
0: So yeah, when you wait, quick question. So when mm-hmm. you um when you're booking your own flights, I know you mentioned Hopper at the beginning. Um, yes. You, or when you plan a trip, say, for example, you're like, okay, I want to spend $400. Do you always do the anywhere or you kind of like know where you want to go and then you go from there or you just do anywhere and be like, oh, this flight is $300, so I'm going
1: Yeah. To- Um, I feel like recently I've been doing a lot of like group trips. So like me and my friends, we all like, we'll go in the group chat. Like, I want to go here. I want to go here. I want to go here. And then we're all like, oh, we all want to go to whatever one that that person said. And then we'll start looking at flights that way. Um, But I feel like when I used to travel a lot, like solo trips and by myself or like take my mother or take my best friend, it was kind of like, oh, let's see what's cheap this week. In, in a month, I mm-hmm. want to go next month, but we have no idea where to go. Let's just see what's not too expensive, especially since it's like a fast, you know, trip. Right. Okay.
0: All right. So we got the flights out the way. Yes. So next, you people hotels. usually book hotels or Airbnbs.
1: Airbnb. Mm-hmm. So with Airbnb, it's very tricky to find a deal per se because um, the Airbnb hosts basically puts a price on it and if you don't get it someone else will and that's just it is what it is um what i do see is that when you are booking an airbnb in a time frame where a lot not a lot of people travel um so not during christmas or not during new years of course because those are high travel times but maybe like september or august or march those months i see that like Homes that I was looking at in Tulum, for instance, was $1,000 a night. But in September, around my birthday time, it's only $500 a night or something like that. So you see the drop, but you also have to be aware because, like for instance, Mexico in September is hurricane season. So you're getting that drop of price, but you're also getting...
0: Right, you You're know, there really
1: might be hurricane. hurricane. Yeah, the, the reason why the t- drop is because of environmental reasons, or just because tourism is not as high during that time. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard with Airbnbs to get a deal. Um, I see a lot of people finding coupons, like Airbnb um, promo codes. Those are good to look out for. I've only only seen once one before I on Twitter. Seen any. Yes, I only see one on Twitter, just one. I think that when this whole thing is over, Airbnb might be, you know, putting out some deals. They want people to travel again. So I would definitely look out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, hotels are good with deals, though, because hotels, if they don't sell a certain amount of rooms, they put those rooms um, down and they will find deals for them and they'll put them on sister sites like Expedia, Booking, BookIt.com. TripAdvisor, um, Cheap Hotels, Hotel Tonight. Um, Hotel Tonight is a good one. Um, I use that kind of, not in the best way, but like <laughs> sometimes I get way too like, you know, you go out with your friends, you're like, wow, I'm really drunk. I'm not going home. Yeah,
0: like, all trends, you know, like, like last
1: minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Very last minute things. Um, I'm notorious for like just jumping on a flight to New York. Like all the time, like just, oh, I'm going to go home and I'm like, wait, I need to get a hotel or maybe I don't want to stay with my family, you know, the in and out and I don't want to be questioned. So you just get a hotel. Hotel Tonight is the perfect, 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 perfect site for that. They give you deals based upon the fact that you are traveling last minute. Um, So you can only book, I think, within two weeks of the time that you need to be there. So anything more than two weeks, you got to just book on a regular site because they consider that in advance. Mm -hmm. Um, So they give you a cheaper price, but I will say don't expect the best room in the hotel.
0: Right, okay.
1: Right, I would say that they're giving you whatever rooms are left for a cheaper price. And usually the rooms that are left are not rooms that everyone would want. So that's good
0: to know because, um, you know, as somebody that doesn't, you know, I'm a transplant and I, you know, I don't travel as often to go back home. Lately, I've been, when I do travel to go back home, I do stay with my family or my friends. But now I'm just like, I'm over it. And so, yeah, I need a hotel Airbnb yeah. because it's it's not gonna work for me anymore. I can't yeah. I need and you know, I think it's also because like I'm used to my own space here. Space. Yeah, so I'm just like I don't like how you put that dish away. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, but um that's good to know for people that yeah. do last minute trips or you know, you have a, a rough night out or a fun night out, or you had to right you know, so that's good to know. Um, as far as hotels go, um, what, what do you, in your opinion, what do you think is, I guess, I don't even know if there's like a best, you know, hotel or Mm -hmm. would you say that, you know, there's a, the best hotel out there, you have a best, a favorite or something like to that nature?
1: I have a couple of favorites, yes. Um, Mostly my favorites are in New York, which is weird because I'm from there, so I shouldn't be even in a hotel. But but I realized that I love the hotels in New York because most of our hotels have clubs at the bottom. Mm. So... Yeah, that's like a bit, it's weird. Uh, In Atlanta, that's really not the case. There's clubs everywhere and then hotels and a whole different other section. But in New York, most of our hotels have clubs either on that strip or underneath the hotel. So right. it becomes a lot of the times where you're like, all right, we're going to the club. Everybody wants to get dressed together. Let's just get a hotel room. All the girls, we get dressed, we go to the club, we come right back upstairs and we pass out. We don't have to like call an Uber and go to the Bronx and Brooklyn and Queens and it's just mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. So um, I think that there are hotel chains that everyone are like, these are the best, like the W and um, some other brands like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it depends what city you're in. I think the W in New York is beautiful, expensive, and there are other hotels that I feel like are prettier and have more to offer. Um, but I think sometimes people want to stay in that name that they know, um, right. versus like actually seeking out hotels that are like better. Mm-hmm. Um, I like boutique hotels. I like all glass. I like hotels that, um, have a check-in system That it's so weird. I don't want to say this and it sounds like a horrible person, but I don't like deal. I don't want to deal with anybody. I don't want to go to the front desk and talk <laughs> about anything no, and I'm nothing. So I want to go to the computer, <laughs> swipe my card. Get my room key from the computer, go in the elevator and go upstairs. Gotcha. I don't want to do the chit chat. So I kind of look for like modern type of check in experiences. And I like all glass windows and I like cleaning. And I like the bathrooms, my favorite part of a hotel. So that is like something that I extremely look for in the hotel. I don't really go for the name more than I do the aesthetic. Of the hotel if that makes any sense
0: right no that makes a lot of sense i don't think i've um that just made me think like i need to do some more traveling because i don't think i've been to a hotel where you ain't gotta talk to nobody because like that oh sounds, that sounds
1: Girl, perfect when we get but, off this i will send it to you all yes, <laughs> because yes because
0: you, yes. like, you know you after Depending on like how long your flight is or how long you've been traveling, yeah. it's like you really don't want to talk to anybody. You don't,
1: don't <laughs> want to take a shower. Right. <laughs> like, okay. I wanna, yeah. And then it's it, and then it's also like not even to bring this up, but like we're grown. But like, you know, say you have your man coming to your hotel or your friend meeting you at the hotel, and then the guy downstairs is like, Oh, excuse me, sir, like what room are you going? Like mm, take the elevator to the fifth floor, right. speak to the robot, press the button, <laughs> <That> go upstairs. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. I don't want to deal with people. And you know, those hotels still have people where you can call and be like, hey, I want to get room service or hey, I want to do this. It's just that the check-in experience is very like, you're here, you want to go to your room and then you want to take a shower, you want to leave your room, you want to go meet your friends, you want to go have dinner. I don't want to do the small talk. I don't, I did it on the plane with the flight attendant. I don't want to okay. do it here, <laughs> so
0: that one hundred percent, Yeah. So let's move on to restaurants. Um, how do you how do you find restaurants? Do you have a budget when you go um, to different places? As far as like picking restaurants goes, um, do you have a favorite restaurant in a favorite in a city?
1: So, I do. Um, I do stick to a budget. So, what I do is um, I make breakfast my most inexpensive meal. I'm not, and this is really based upon you. Mm-hmm. So, I want everyone who's listening to understand that breakfast is not for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> if breakfast is for you, then maybe you should just switch some of this around. Mm-hmm. But breakfast is very light for me. I usually have a smoothie, some oatmeal. Um, I don't eat pork and I don't really eat dairy so I really don't have anything to eat (laughs) during the morning so I eat a smoothie or I drink a smoothie I have some oatmeal maybe and maybe a parfait if they have like almond milk yogurt which no one ever has so (laughs) breakfast is right and I don't drink coffee I drink tea so like my breakfast is like $6 and if I'm somewhere in the Caribbean I'm having like $2 so like Breakfast is like non-existent for me. It's a couple of books. Mm-hmm. Um, lunch, um, especially if I'm somewhere hot, always consists of a drink. And I usually try to get some meat in there and a carb in there since I've probably been swimming or in the sun. So I would say it's moderate. I wouldn't spend any more than $30 on lunch, depending where I am. Mm-hmm. Dinner is where I splurge. So like dinner is it. Dinner for me is it. I love dessert. Mm -hmm. So I have to have dessert, whether that even be... Sometimes it's not even actual dessert. Sometimes it's wine. Sometimes I'm like, I want the whole bottle. Like, bring the bottle, especially if I'm with my girls or with my friends. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we get cake, we have, like, different wines or a different alcohol or champagne or et cetera. So I think dinner is where I splurge. I want a steak. I want mashed potatoes. I Mm -hmm. want greens. And I want wine. So I think that's where I splurge. And I think that everyone needs to take into consideration... Where they want to splurge and where they don't want to splurge, because I think that makes it easy to budget. Mm. Um, Also, I do this little thing where I like to research where I'm going and the restaurants I'm going to, well, that I want to go to, and I try to plan them on certain days. So I don't go to all the restaurants that I want to go to on one day because there goes the bulk of my money. Because if I really want to go there, I want to try everything. And if I do that within the first three days, I done spent $400 in a restaurant and I shouldn't have done that. So I like to kind of spread it apart like, oh, I'm just walking down this block. Oh, this looks good. Let me eat this. And then that night for dinner, I will pick one of the spots that I really want to eat at. And that's where I would go for dinner and like splurge all out. Um do you have a
0: couple of the- restaurants like before you get to the destination or like yes. when you get there?
1: Yes, before. I want to know everything before especially because um I mean, I'm usually good. I have never had any problems with my phone service, but I've, a couple of my friends have where mm-hmm. um they, the maps don't work or the internet, it can't get it up, etc. So I am like a crazy Virgo. So I research everything and I keep everything in my notes just in case I can't get on the internet. I literally put in my notes the name of the restaurant, the whole address, the whole entire thing, just in case I have to copy and paste it in a taxi app or call a taxi. I can just show them like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to go here, you know. Right. And I also put little dollar signs next to it to say how expensive it is versus if it's cheap or expensive so that I remember. Because of course, if you have 10 restaurants in your notes, you're not going to remember which one was expensive and which one wasn't. You don't want to go to the restaurant and be like, oh my God, I can't afford this. Like,
0: yeah,
1: I want to know before I get there.
0: Because um, you're like yeah. basically keeping your, I guess it's like your own Excel spreadsheet or whatever. Of like, um, <laughs> I want people to remember this research, research, research will be like your best friend. Cause that's what I hear, you know, you saying like you're researching so that, yeah. you know, you have all your ducks in a row, whether you decide to go with the flow or not, but like, at least you have an idea of like where you're going to
1: be or yeah. what you're going to be doing. And that's the other thing. This is like completely kind of off topic, but the other thing that people don't think about researching is like safety. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a big deal. I think that, like, we're so used to, like, oh, it's going to be late. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to buy our clothes, and we got to do this, and we got to do that. And it's like, yes, but, like, I want everyone to be safe, just like COVID happened, and you had a week to get home. Mm-hmm. And, like, people had a week or two weeks to get home and didn't know where to do this at and where to do that and how to change your fight and how this. I feel like that's something that everyone should know. Um, I go like beyond measures. I want to know like where the embassy is wherever I am. Right. Um, I always take a copy of my passport with me just in case I lose my original. Um, And a lot of people don't do that. I mean, I carry also in my phone. I have an app and it has like a picture of my passport. I also do that. I think that that's something that's not talked about because it doesn't happen that often where things happen overseas that you can't control, but it's something like, if it does happen now, everyone's just asked out, and I don't like feeling uneasy about where I am, and-
0: And on the um the the copy of the passport, because I okay. I don't know too much about that, because like, you know how like, when you go to the club, and you don't got your ID, and like, mm-hmm. oh, you got a picture of it, and they My like, passport. ah, yeah. yeah, and on- a cop with a cop
1: yeah so it really depends i don't want to say that this always works but usually if you lose your passport but you have a picture of your passport you can then go to the embassy the u.s embassy which is usually in pretty mostly every country has like a little base or you could go to the embassy of the country that you're at. Show them your passport and say like, I don't know what happened. I lost my passport, et cetera, et cetera. They'll probably do some research. They'll probably do some digging. They'll probably have to call the US and the the state department, et cetera. I'm really not too sure how that all works, but at least you have proof that like a document existed and not just word of mouth. Like, oh, I'm, I'm American. I, I lost my passport. Like, what is that gonna it's not gonna help you? You mm. know? And I've had that happen to a friend, she lost her whole wallet. So her passport, her ID, like everything. Mm. And it's just like, well, what do you do? Right. You know? So did so she have a picture of that home? No, she had nothing. Thank God wow. that she was or she was didn't nothing. Thank God she was there for two weeks. So her parents, um her parents shipped her a her old ID. So she was able to, like, get back on the plane and all of that. I don't know how that worked out, but it worked out for her. Um, right. I think they had to get a letter. Mm. It was, like, a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. It was, like, a lot. And that always, like, scarred me because I was, like, oh, my God, like, what would I do if I lose my passport? And, like, I keep mine, my passport in the room in the safe. Okay. So it's always there if I'm drunk, if I lose my purse, my, at least my passport is in my hotel room. And on my phone, I'll try to have a copy or have ID or a picture or a photocopy or something. And usually when you check into a hotel and you are coming from the U.S. and you're in a different country, they usually take a copy of your passport when you check in. Like a
0: photocopper? usually photocop-
1: scan your passport. Yeah, like a photocopy. Okay. So that's always good for when they do it, ask them for a copy because they they are doing their own copy. I would ask them for a copy and I would keep it in my purse. Okay. That's what
0: All I usually do. Right. What was the app that you were um, talking about? With so it's,
1: called, it's called U.S. Passport, Passport Mobile. So what you do is when you are coming back into America, there is a line that says Mobile Passport And you can skip everybody who has to go speak to a customs agent. And you would just scan your phone onto this robot scanner. And the scanner would decide if you could just go on and get your bags or if you have to step in the line and speak to a customs agent. Nine times out of ten, I always skip the line and go straight to my bags. Don't even have to speak to a customs agent. So it works. A lot of people don't know about it. So the lines are like... So, yeah. That's a good thing. Oh, and also... It holds your passport in the app. So if you ever, something like this were to happen, you can just open the app and show your passport. It is free. Um, I think you have to pay for it if you want it to hold your passport in there. I think it's like 99 cents a month or something like that. So it depends on how much you travel.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. So for people that are, um, I don't know what the proper word is, but you like to lose stuff. Um, uh, right. <laughs> you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you. All right, so um, let's hear about transportation on a budget when you're
1: traveling. So this is hard, um, because it really depends where you are. I've noticed that um, certain places I go, there's Uber, so that's great. Um, Mm -hmm. When I was in Ghana, there was Uber, and I was so happy because they have a section where- Was it legal?
0: It was legal. Okay, because when I went to Cancun, they told us that we couldn't take an Uber because it was illegal. I don't know how true it was.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't (laughs) know. Yeah. It was legal, and what I loved about it was that- You could pay with cash when your your ride was over. You didn't have to pay with the card that was on your phone. I was like, oh, this is great because I have cash, so I could just use it. Um, My Ubers in Ghana were like no more than $3. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. this is crazy, like 3 American dollars. I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is nuts. Um, And then I went to Vancouver, and they had just started Uber. So they still had a private taxi company and then Uber. So I was going back and forth and I had noticed that Uber was more expensive than the private taxi company. So it really is like a trial and error when it comes to transportation. I personally do not like driving. And then I hate driving when I'm on vacation because I feel like I can't have fun. I'm like, is another country? Am I driving, of course, on the other side of the street? It's just too much. So I'm a taxi girl when I'm on vacation or I want to walk. Or some sort of situation like that. If you feel like you want to drive, that will definitely cut your cost. Oh, you see my dog. I'm sorry, yeah. but yeah. Hey <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I need to be in this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, hello. Um. <laughs> so, if you feel like driving, I would feel like that is a way you could cut costs, um, especially in a country that is not the United States of America, because. Buying, um, renting a car is way cheaper than it is here. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you do want to cut costs, you do want to budget by all means do that. But I would definitely be careful, especially if you feel like you want to drink or you want to get into like some type of fun, you know, you still have to abide by laws. And I don't know what people's laws are about drinking and driving and getting caught in that certain way. So I, I just Next day, all the, yeah, I just next it yeah. all the way. Um, right. There are a couple of places where I've taken public transportation, okay. which has, has been interesting. In Vancouver, I took the train and it kind of reminded me of the MTA, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Um a couple of other places. Oh, London, I've taken the train, which was very confusing. Paris train is... I've never seen anything like that. And I'm from New York. It was crazy. It was madness, but it was fun. It was like, it was something that they say you have to do, like, you have to take the transit. It was fun. I think it was around $2 or $3, just like in New York. Um, It's just way way more complicated so like we've been saying this whole time you really do have to research figure Mm -hmm. out where you want to go where you want to get off remember that there's not a lot of people that's going to be able to speak your language so you need to be able to like research beforehand because Mm -hmm. i don't know if anybody's going to be able to help you in the moment on the moment you know right so yeah
0: okay well, that's good to know. Thank you for all of the tips and tricks um, no on how to travel on a budget. What was the first trip you ever took as an adult? Um, like your mom didn't book the trip, nobody booked it, you were the one, you booked the hotel, and how what how was that trip for you, your first travel experience?
1: So, my first travel experience where I booked the whole thing, um was actually in the States. I went to LA. Okay. Um, yes, I remember that. I went to LA by myself. I needed a break. So I flew to LA by myself and I ended up um, driving to Malibu um, and spending two days there, which was great. I suggest that for everyone. Um, I know that everybody goes to LA and they like lit, having so much fun, but there's like so much Near LA, that's just like the most serene thing ever, which is like Malibu and Marina del Rey and Joshua Tree, which is a little up, but it's just like amazing. Um, if you could drive towards, with post Coachella, is amazing as well and like serene. It kind of reminds you of Phoenix a little bit, like the desert, but mm-hmm. definitely like super pretty. Um, it was great. It was one of those things where you're just like, wow, I'm doing this all alone and I'm doing this by myself. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's something that I suggest to everyone. And I also suggest, I know we've been saying this over and over and over again, but like, do your research of like a place that suits you. Right. And, and I feel like if you're going by yourself, maybe not if you're going with a group because you try to find things that work for everyone, but if you're going by yourself, don't go anywhere because of the hype of that place make sure that you remember who you are and what type of traveler you are. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like for instance, a lot of my friends love, love, love going to Bali, per se. Let's just throw something in the air and say Bali, which I really want to go to, but I haven't yet. Um, But if I knew I wasn't a traveler who liked relaxing and I wanted to party every night, Bali wouldn't be for me. Okay. So if you feel like you're a partier and you wanna be out and you wanna be at the bar and you wanna be this, like certain places are not for you. And right. if you wanna be serene and you want to beach and you wanna relax and then certain places are for you. And I think everybody needs to take that into consideration and not just go with the hype of it all. I'm not a huge partier, so I've never been to Vegas because I know I'm wasting my time. You know? And, I agree. I and a million people are always like, come to Vegas, come to Vegas, come to Vegas. And it's like, I'm wasting my own money because right. I know I'm going to hate this place, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, I've been so. to Vegas. I've been to Vegas twice. Um, Once as a, a teenager and then as an adult. And I agree, like if you're not somebody that's going to gamble or you want to party all the time and, you know, Vegas has, I think, The Grand Canyon is there, right?
1: Um, Yes, yes, yes.
0: So, I mean, if you're into that type of stuff, I know they have, like, um, the four-wheelers and the deserts and things like that. Um, That's cool. But, like, you know, the majority of you visiting Vegas is going to be, like, gambling and partying. Like, you don't need a long period of time to be in Vegas, like I don't need to be there a week. Hell no. Um, oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, Three three days is good enough. Um, right. But yeah, I I personally I probably wouldn't go back um, unless you know it was a friend's birthday or something. Right. Um, and they want that's good to go. But right. yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick Vegas. It's just like it'd be too much going on. And, it's and, too much. I can't take it. Right. The promoter. Yeah cameras and the mm-hmm. whatever and i will say like when i went as an adult i went with a former friend and i went with her friends so i didn't have the best time so that's probably oh. why you know my experience <laughs> wasn't it's right. just not the same right yeah and i'm just like i don't know if i want to go back um back. yeah yeah um, so I know uh you mentioned a couple of times that you travel with your friends, and I know you know I see now that there's a lot of uh group traveling going on, like there's uh travel clubs. Yes. What are your thoughts on um travel clubs and would you ever do your own travel club? So um <laughs> I
1: actually kind of love them. So I my very first travel club has actually, was actually last year, I would say. I've been in Atlanta two years. So yeah, last year. Okay. Um, it's an exclusive travel club. It's called Fool's Paradise. Um, it's exclusive because you have to be referred or you have to have spoken to the person who owns it and they had to have like your energy and et cetera. Um, he, they plan. It's two or three guys. They plan the whole trip to the nines. I mean everything, all the parties, okay. all the dinners, all the everything. They even have set days of, um, colors so that when we take, they have a photographer. So when we take photos, we're all wearing white, we're all wearing red, we're all wearing pink. It's actually very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so you pay your deposit and then you pay monthly until you're all paid up, which is great for some people because, you know, paying all at once is a lot. Sometimes is definitely a lot. Um, And it probably was, like, one of my best experiences. I met so many new people. Uh, Three of my actual friends were on the trip as well. Mm -hmm. So it worked out for me that I was like, oh, great. I know these people. Um, But then I met so many other people. And that same travel club kind of sort of, like, the same of people is who I went to Ghana with as well. So it kind of continued. I still have those friendships. I actually really, really love it. Now Mm -hmm. I've heard of some situations where it's not good. And so I think that again, (laughs) you really need to research what this travel club is about, hashtag them and check on Twitter and check on Instagram, read the comments and try to figure out, ask people like, Hey, I see you follow them. You know, how was your experience with Um, like what happened on the trip? Did you have a good time? Was there any bad moments? Was this this? Was this that? And also look at where they're going. And again, if they're going somewhere where you do not think that that is your speed, do not go. Just take an L and go to the next one mm-hmm. and call it the day because you do not want to be the person who brings down the energy of the group. Right. When you go to yeah. the travel club, you are part of a group. I know those people aren't your friends, but they might be your friends. They might be associates or you might not ever speak to them ever again, but you don't want to be that person that just brings down the whole group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not fun. <laughs> right. I think that I would probably have a personal travel club with um, some of my friends or some of my associates. Like, I think that we should, um, to this day, I feel like we should have like a yearly girls trip. And I I think that that's something that I could facilitate. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I would be able to facilitate a large group Like Food's Paradise or some of the other travel groups, how large they are—like hundred people, seventy-five people—I would literally get anxiety about having so many (laughs) lives in my hands. I have to plan everything. Like, I mean, these two guys. um, His name is Ariel, and the other person's name is Nev. They plan, I mean, like transportation from the airport to your house, to your hotel. I oh, mean wow. they plan, Yeah, they plan all the water sports. They, they plan your dinners. They plan you getting picked up from your house to the dinner, from the dinner, to the club, to the club, back to your house. Like, I don't think I could... They think of things that I didn't even think of. Mm-hmm. They place people in the house who they feel like... So, you know, there's little villas, there's little homes. They make sure that everyone in each home are relatively the same people. Mm. And I I wouldn't even have thought to do that. I'm like, oh, the first 10 people who gave me this amount of money is going in the first house and then the second house and then the third house. And for them, it's not like that. It's like, oh, you know, this is the party house. This is the people who like to chill. This is the people who love art. These are the people who are mm-hmm. bloggers. These are the yeah. people who, you know, are content creators. They should stay in this house together and brainstorm together. And I, I give it to them because I don't <laughs> think I
0: can do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I was, I've been thinking about um, joining a travel club because, you know, I noticed that as I get older, not everybody has the same priorities when it comes to traveling. And, you know, I used to travel with my friends like back in the day, but we just can't do that anymore because schedules and people don't start families. And yeah, different types of things are going on. So I'm like, you know, I still want to travel. I still want to do my own thing. So I've been thinking about it and i don't know how it's going to work next year but i've been thinking about um going to crop over for my um yeah. for my 30th birthday so i'm just oh. like i just don't know how it's going to work out now that all this is going on cuz i was i was going to start like saving right. my money like mm-hmm. you know this year cuz i'm just like I've been researching, you know, how much the trip is. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to have to start saving. I mean, you don't saving, have to get yeah. here, but, you know, I've been thinking about it, planting the seeds of, you know, like, okay, this is what I want to do. I know it's going to cost this amount of money. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And especially with things like Carnival. Um, I have a tip for Carnival as well. Um, literally, when people leave Carnival the next day, the hotels are booked up for the next year. Like that's how yeah that's how nuts carnival is. So crop over, which is in Barbados, Mm -hmm. and um, we have Trini Carnival. Um, Those two, I feel like those two, even Saint Lucia Carnival, um, Miami Carnival, isn't too bad. It's Miami, so you could always find the hotel room or Airbnb. But I would say Trinidad, Barbados, and Saint Lucia. Literally, the day after the year before has ended the next day they're sold out and you're just like, wait, what? And of course, closer to the time, you'll know, you find some hotels are open or what people are doing, which is not right, but people are doing it is as soon as it's over, the next day they're buying up all the rooms or holding all the rooms for them to sell later on to people, which is nuts, but it is what it is. They're making a profit from it. And um, that's where they see most of their income. So they're just trying to make a profit from it. Um, but the flights for Carnival are crazy. It's not one of those things you can get last minute. You do have to get like six months in advance. The closer you get, the price is like outrageous. You can go to Africa and come back twice to <laughs> just to go to Trinity Carnival so, or Barbados or Cropover. So I would definitely plan in advance. But I think it's something everyone should do, especially if you're Caribbean and, or African. I feel like, or Spanish, I feel like you definitely should go to Carnival. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying to go to Trinity Carnival, but everyone's like, I don't think you can handle it, which is making me want to go more. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh,
0: yeah, okay. yeah, I've <laughs> never been to I've never been to Carnival. I've been to, you know, um growing up in Connecticut, I've been to, you know, the Labor Day Parade, but that's right. like, you know, as a child. Right. So I'm very like I'm like, I got to do this because I love, I'm not Caribbean, but you know, I love, 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 love reggae, dancehall, music. Like that's my whole shebang right there. So yeah, I'm definitely, you know, depending on how life goes (laughs) for the rest of the year. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to I, and I think I'm more than likely I'm going to do, like, a travel club. Yeah. Or, oh, that'd be great. Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I agree. All,
1: right.
0: All right. I got a couple more questions. I don't okay. to too much longer. So um, when you travel, are there any social norms or practices you've encountered on your travels that you wish were normal in your own life or your own culture?
1: Hmm. Yeah, a few. Actually, I really love um, how it is in other countries, especially Caribbean countries when it's like lunchtime. And I mean, like everything is closed besides where you can go get food and everybody's on the beach and everybody's relaxed. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I wish that's something that we could implement here where everybody kind of slows down a little bit. Even in the South, I live in the South now and it's still like, fast paced and everyone's just like, you know, I want everybody to like relax and like everyone just, I mean, I know we don't have a beach here in Atlanta, but like just relax and like go eat friends and calm and not having to rush back to work. It's just like such a carefree lifestyle that I feel like everyone but people who are born or live in the United States have. Like everyone is just so calming and free. Um I definitely also think, PTO time and vacation time, it seems like here it's a luxury to get it unlimited or it's a luxury to even be able to take it. You might have 80 hours, but you feel guilty for taking it or if you take it when you come back you know, people are being snarky, like, oh, we went on vacation. We had so much work to do, or whatever, whatever. And it's like other places. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I literally hate it. I literally hate it. I we know. have so much work to do, and that's why I'm going on vacation. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so what exactly. do you want to do? Right. Right. And I feel like everywhere else is, is so like, oh, you need a vacation? Yeah, go, come back, be refreshed. And like here, they like shun you and you're not a hard worker and you're not dedicated or like, because I want to go enjoy my life. Also, right. we, work so, we work so hard here, we work harder. I don't want to say we work harder than other people, but I feel like we work so many more hours and it's so like strenuous and none of us are taking the amount of vacation we should be taking. Mm-hmm. And none of us are getting a break. So we're working to pay our rent, to maybe have a good meal every once in a while, to maybe buying little things that we love, clothes and shoes, not even actually to be able to wear them. I have things in my closet that I've never worn because I have nowhere to wear them. Because right. I'm never anywhere besides work, which is like nuts. and. Right. I think that's something that I don't know how we're gonna do it, but I feel like us as millennials, we need to figure out a way to let people, corporations know that like we need our time too. We can't be the people that you want us to be if we're not getting a break. Right. Like my mom's generation, they they were okay with that. And that's fine for them. But I wanna go on vacation twice a year. The, minimum and if the you understand that the minimum <laughs> right you understand that then it's like you
0: know it's like uh, no i i girl i know it because like i'm i think i called out of work like a couple weeks ago maybe and i felt so guilty and I'm, I'm like no <laughs> no Zia, you need this time to chill out and relax and it's like you yep. know feel that like we we always and I speak for myself like you know constantly constantly on the go doing something and it's like we feel like we have to do these things in order to live and survive so it's like you know we don't take the time to you know request time off or whatever and then you know, you got the you got the aunties at work, the old aunties at work talking yes. and, you know it's just like child. Just because I don't want to be laid up with my man, <laughs> right? You know, like I don't, I don't I don't live a boring life. Like I have yeah. I a exciting life. I have a life outside right. of here, you know. And I right. think that's what a lot of you know corporations don't get. Is like you know we have lives outside of working. 40 hours right. a week like period yeah. we we don't want to be doing the same thing every single right. day
1: you know? Yeah. And we definitely need a purpose. Like I feel like I don't have kids. I have a dog. Like I don't have like I also don't have a huge family. I'm a only child. My mother's an only child. So like I don't have this huge, super duper family where it's like, oh, on the weekends, I want to go see my family. Or, oh, I wanna do this, or maybe I'm working for my family or something of that that I'm not. So right. for me, it's like <laughs> I I don't have a purpose besides what my own purpose is, which is like, oh, I want to see the world. I want to meet new people. I want to find a place that I feel like is for me. So I'm just steady in the office, steady in my laptop, study in the books, study writing, study typing. It's like, I'm never going to find my purpose and I'm going to come to work and not be the employee that you need me to be. I'm not going to show up. I'm not mentally going to be there because right. what am I doing this for? At least, at least if I had, My purpose, and I knew that me coming into this job is making me money, which is feeding my purpose because you allowed me to find out what that is. Then I have motivation to come here because I know that one equals the other. But if you never give me a chance to find my purpose, which uh, I need PTO to do, you know, I wouldn't, I'm coming to work with no motivation because I have no purpose. Nothing is fueling me to come into this place and do any work besides maybe my rent because I got to pay that. Right. So you no, know, I, get, I, I I get it. There needs to be a work-life balance. And I feel like every company that I've ever worked for, when I start working there, they're like, Oh, do you have any questions for us? And I'm like, how's your work life balance? And like, oh my God, it's excellent. And then when you start, you're like, actually, you're a liar. Right. So yeah.
0: I need to start asking that question when I start
1: going on Instagram. I mean, they're gonna lie; they're really gonna lie. But like, (laughs) it's something that yeah, they are. But it's something that like I always feel the need to ask. I'm like, how's your work life balance? Like, how's that work? I worked at a company once that like would call at 9 p.m. and I'm like, don't, please don't call my phone. Like yeah. at nine PM, like my mother doesn't even call my phone at IP. PM. Like, what, what is happening? Right. Like, I don't. You know, yeah. It goes beyond traveling. It really is like, how is my life before I step into this job and after I step into this job? Like, am I still going to be checking my emails from the car? Like, because that's too much for yeah. me. Yeah. No, I so, like. Yeah.
0: And you know, with this whole pandemic going on, I do think not my company in particular, because I work for the goddamn government. But, mm-hmm. um... <laughs> so, I, I do think a lot of companies are, like, moving towards, well, hopefully, moving towards a work from home because, you know, work from home is now an yeah. option. People have the option to work remotely. Right. So, maybe, right. you know, companies will say, okay, well, you know, my employees are able to work at home and whatever, and Maybe they'll look into rewarding us with more PTO. I don't know about my job. Right.
1: And I feel like that's tricky. Yeah. I feel like that's a little tricky too because, like, we've all been working from home for about three months now, and it might go another three months, and people feel extra guilty about taking PTO right now because you're home. Right. Like I- you know, like uh, a week ago, I was like, wow, I really need to go to the allergist. I'm having really bad allergies and I, I needed to make an appointment. He only had appointments Monday through Friday. And I'm like, oh, wow, I got to call my boss and tell him I need a PTO day because I need to go to the allergist to get allergy medicine. And I felt guilty because like I'm home. Right. Technically, I could just go to the doctor really fast, come back, get back on my computer. But I wanted, I wanted the whole day. I wanted the whole day off. But right. I felt guilty for asking for that while I'm sitting home all day. And I I end up not doing it. I end up like taking my computer to the doctor's office, going to the allergist, coming back. Like, and I shouldn't have had to do that. But Mm -hmm. if it was a regular day, I would have just called out of work sick and went to the allergist and came into work the next day. So I think it's it's, it's very, it depends on the person and how you feel about calling out, even though you've been home all day.
0: Right, yeah, I get that. And I think it, yeah. you know, it also depends on your job, too, as well. So, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know, so millennials, we find, you know, that balance. But I do see, you know, people, it's coming, it's coming together, for sure, for sure. I, I yeah. see that. We're trying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, girl, I'm on, I'm on the train yeah. with y'all because... <laughs> This ain't working for me anymore. Right. <laughs> um, right. All right. So last question. Um, okay. What was the best meal you ever had um, mm. traveling? Best meal. Um, and then name the city too as well. I know it's a lot. Oh,
1: this is hard. I know. <laughs> okay. So this is the, The first thing that popped in my head, the very, very first thing that popped in my head. Um, I don't know if it's because it was recently, but I had the best fried red snapper in Ghana at a hotel. Um, It was literally, I I can't even describe it. It was the best thing I've ever had in my life. Um, I guess the fresh, the the, fresh. the fish was fresh. It was amazing. It was cooked perfectly. I'm like a spicy girl. It was super spicy. I needed like three cups of water. It was mm-hmm. great. Um, it's so weird because growing up, Obviously, I grew up in New York, but I'm from the Bronx, and I don't really think I had a lot of African food growing up. Um, mm-hmm. I lived in a Caribbean household, so I had Caribbean food. I had Spanish food, especially growing up in the Bronx. Like That's just what I grew up around. So mm-hmm. going to Africa, I was a little nervous. Like, what am I going to eat? I don't eat pork. I don't eat this. I don't eat that. And I had like such a good time. Definitely that.
0: Good. Good, yes. Ghana sounds like a great place.
1: Oh my god, I really think that everyone should go. I'm you telling know. everybody, like, call a friend. Everybody <laughs> to go.
0: Okay, well, I'm definitely gonna have to um, get with you um, on the Ghana because yes. I keep yes. you weren't the only person um, that I saw in my timeline that had went either. And I'm just like, well, I guess this is a, the new thing to do. Um, <laughs> I and, think so. Yeah. So I'm just like, I've never been to Africa either. So I, I would yeah. love, to, love to visit Ghana. Yeah. All right. So how can people find you um, on social media or how would you like for them to find you on social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever?
1: hug yourself um yeah so you can find me on instagram i'm j jim vibes with the s at the end you can also find me on twitter which is the same ad name j jim vibes um in my twitter bio and in my instagram bottle bio i have a link tree so you can find me at my personal website which i'm trying to get together hopefully launches next month um you can also find out how to book a trip with me or how to help me Let me help you book a trip. Um, And you can also find all of my other social media. You can find any articles I post um, and any new podcasts I'm on. I also try to tag everything relevant to myself in that link tree. So yeah.
0: Thank you so much for um, joining me and joining Facts of Life. Um, I really, really do appreciate this. I know my listeners will appreciate it, you know, even though we can't travel at the moment. But I know (laughs) they give some (laughs) great tips for when we go back out into the. When we go back outside into the world. I know. Uh, to the universe. Again. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, so, yeah, again, I want to thank you for coming on the show and talking with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. Of course. And I will talk to you guys later, and I will see you on the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right.